0: welcome to horse happenings with myself lindsay partridge in today's podcast we're going to talk about woke horsemanship and this was something that i saw in somebody else's post where they were talking about woke horsemanship versus traditional horsemanship and talking about how people are now referring to horsemanship styles that are a little bit more culturally sensitive and caring about the horse's emotions as woke horsemanship and I've never heard that before so that was a new one for me and so I looked up the definition of woke Uh, I've heard it used in slang before but I wanted to see the actual meaning of it and essentially means um, somebody who's more culturally sensitive and I guess the reason why that's being applied to the horses is because horses, the people who apply woke horsemanship are aware of the horse's emotional state and care a lot about not pushing horses over thresholds. And perhaps that is why it's getting that term. And I thought it's interesting to differentiate between woke horsemanship and traditional horsemanship because traditional horsemanship is often pressure and release. Sometimes it can be flooding, sometimes it can be pushing horses over thresholds, but a lot of really good Traditional trainers or cowboy trainers, whatever you want to call them, are really good at reading horses' emotions and understanding not to push horses over thresholds because if you push horses over thresholds, you can break them. You can literally break your horse. They can literally flip over backwards and break themselves, I get so scared that they hurt themselves, hurt your equipment, things like that. And it's not productive to push horses over thresholds. It often causes more damage than it does good. Now, of course, there are a lot of people out there who do push horses over thresholds. So I wanted to kind of look a little bit deeper about what this woke horsemanship means and, and maybe how we can all apply this to our training, like the good parts of it, because there's good parts for a lot of different styles of horsemanship and we don't need to further divide us. We need to realize that um, this can just complement the training that we're already doing. So one of the things in Harmony Horsemanship that we talk about is understanding the four reasons why a horse says no and changing how we respond to a horse depending on why they're saying no. And this is really important because in some training styles, there's no thought as to why the horse says no. And the response is we add more pressure until we get what we want. And that doesn't work In some scenarios because for example if the horse is saying no because of pain like because they literally can't do something then you're going to be adding more pressure to make the horse do something until they hurt themselves uh, until they literally can't do it or for example if the horse is scared if you yell and get after a horse that is scared you can just make them more scared and make them very reactive and that's how you can create horses that tend to bolt when they get scared, tend to become dirty stoppers and ditch riders at fences and do all sorts of evasive behaviors because they don't even want to enter into the agreement of even being ridden. They can be difficult to mount and all sorts of things. So adding more pressure to get what you want is not always the best solution and rarely is the best solution. And it's usually more trying to get into the horse's psychology. Psychology, And so learning to understand horses is a really big, important thing, how to read their body language. And so in Harmony Horsemanship, we say there are four main reasons why a horse says no. It's either because they can't do it, in which case you need to adjust and change the exercise of the training task so they can do it. It's because they're scared, in which case most of the times they just need you to wait and be patient with them and kind of have that encouraging attitude of like, I believe you, you can do it, like, and just kind of encouragingly nudge them along uh, without getting really forceful with them. It's be- Or a third reason could be that they don't understand you, in which case yelling at them isn't going to make them understand you any faster. They need you to somehow change the way that you're asking break down into smaller steps, reevaluate your body position, and ask in a way that's more clear so they can understand what it is that you're trying to do. And then there is in some cases where a horse just doesn't want to do it. And it could be they don't want to do it because they're tired, they're out of shape, they're hungry, um, they're uh, lazy, like there are some breeds of horses that are more lazy than others, uh, better at conserving their energy and uh, it could be because you haven't motivate them enough so in harmony horsemanship we say if you have a horse that doesn't want to do something then we need to figure out how to motivate them and motivation is obvious usually a combination of annoying and rewarding so that way a horse can become what we call a yes horse where you ask them to do something they try and you reward them and if you get really good at rewarding then the motivation is going to become better. And motivation is often best if it's food rewards in terms of that is how you increase motivation the most. There's been quite a few studies done with horses that have shown that if you use food as a motivator, you can often train horses four times as fast to learn a specific skill than if you just use rest in the reward, for example. Adding more pressure for the horse that is not motivated can sometimes provoke them to buck and have very dangerous behavior which if you're a horse that's or a, a rider that's really well balanced, sure you can sit through it but that's not often a productive way of training horses uh, because then the average rider isn't going to be able to have an enjoyable experience on that horse if the horse is learning to kind of fight through a little bit that's not safe it's not fun So instead, with pressure and harmony horsemanship, we like to say, think annoy. Kind of think about being that nagging fly that's kind of pesky that provokes you to want to try something and then reward when you get the right response. And then that can avoid hitting thresholds which cause horses to get into that dangerous behavior. And for me, that's what I would say if I hear woke horsemanship, if I was going to decide if something was woke I guess if you will or culturally sensitive caring about the horse's emotions it would be a style of horsemanship that is aware of horse behavior a horse showing that they're hitting an emotional or physical threshold and being uh, understanding of that being respectful of that and instead of pushing a horse through their threshold and making them blow up or hurt themselves uh being able to break that task into smaller steps and making it more achievable for the horse. That way each step of training, the horse can gradually get better and better and better rather than having dramatic um, outbursts, if you will, and trying to force that horse in that situation and trying to avoid causing the horse pain, whether it's emotional pain or physical pain. Now there are going to be situations where there isn't time to um, use positive reinforcement and get through certain situations. And usually that would be some type of an emergency situation, like the horse has hurt themselves. Let's say they've hurt themselves in in the field. I had an accident happen the other day. I have no idea how my horse did this, where she ended up getting a piece of wood in her hoof. The only thing I can gather is maybe she was kicking and she kicked a post or something or kicked the horse shelter because there really isn't anything in her field and it wasn't a puncture wound like it didn't come up into her who from the bottom it came in through her heel like as if she had kicked backwards and something like a piece of wood went into her heel super bizarre but she had to get on a trailer and go to the emergency hospital to get that removed now she is trained so we simply put the halter on and let her on the trailer and everything was fine and she went to the clinic and everything was great. But I could see how if you maybe hadn't trained your horse to go on to obstacles or into things, hadn't had that handling, then that might be a more forceful scenario where you might have that halter on the horse and a rope behind the horse's bum and you're trying to get them in because you're trying to get them to emergency surgery. Now, if it were me in that scenario, I'd probably give the horse some type of Um, sedative to try to help relax them and have them be more agreeable to the situation and so it wouldn't be so traumatizing for them and at my farm we do keep tranquilizer on hand uh, sedatives on hand for emergency situations like that. And we've also had situations where we have wild mustangs that we get in at our farm, and we tame them and gentle them. And in, it usually takes a couple weeks or a few weeks for the horses to get gentle enough that you could handle them. But even still, they're not great for strangers, and they can be very sensitive around their legs. And we did have one horse uh, that uh, she ended up having a cut on her. I believe it was on her one of her back legs and we weren't able to treat it because we couldn't get close enough to her. The best way we could handle it is we put her into a chute, um, where we kind of put her into two panels and it, I'm sure it was very scary and very hard for her and we tried to do the best we could with gently putting our hand on her and being like, it's okay. Like having very soft, kind touch, but we needed to spray the the wound to put an antiseptic on it. And we weren't able to clean it, you know, every day. It wasn't something like that. You couldn't wrap it or anything like that. She wasn't that handled. And we've tried sedating uh, Mustangs before to do care. We've done that when we've, um, we've tried it before with doing a first hoof trim and stuff. And it actually usually makes things worse because, I think the horse is aware that they are tranquilized and that feeling combined with them already being scared just actually, we, in our experience, has shown us that it just makes it worse. So we didn't drug her or anything for, for putting the antiseptic on her leg and that would be an example, I believe, of probably pushing a horse through a, pre- a threshold for the sake of the, the greater good of trying to make sure she didn't get an infection which would be a lot worse for her. And we went about it in a way that we tried to do it as, as least traumatizing as possible, putting her in the shoe, petting her kindly, touching her kindly. And so for me, horsemanship ultimately comes down to trying to be understanding of the fact that horses are sentient beings. They have emotions, they have feelings, they have pain, they have fear, and they can also experience, um, companionship and they can experience feelings of happiness and joy as well. And so trying to apply that into the training of really being aware of when a horse is feeling scared and taking that time to breathe and be like, okay, like I can help you with this rather than, Oh, you're scared. You're not behaving. I'm going to, you know, hit you with the crop or spur you or get, you know, be really mean about it and punish the horse for having those emotions. But then i wouldn't say that that's traditional horsemanship but i don't know why traditional horsemanship is being pegged as something that's insensitive and one of the things i saw in the original post where i saw this idea of woke horsemanship run is I said maybe traditional horsemanship is the idea of just getting the job done i don't know why traditional horsemanship is being pegged as a type of horsemanship that is insensitive because there are many people who are out there practicing different types of horsemanship that are sensitive to horses emotions and fears and being careful not to push thresholds and they want to do things in the safest way possible which means making sure that we're aware of the horse's emotions and that we're not blowing them up when there can be a different way. So I think it's interesting that there's this kind of divide of traditional horsemanship is being told that it's just getting the job done, regardless of at what cost to the horse, meaning that you'll rope them up, tie them up, flag them down, um, overwhelm them, stress them out. And I don't think that's the case with all kind of traditional type horsemen, um, you know, there's many cowboys or classical dressage or whatever type of horsemen you want to call traditional that are being sensitive to the horses and so I think we have to be careful about using this term woke horsemanship because I think it could create further divide between different schools of horsemanship and um, some people are going to say like well I don't want to be woke horsemanship or um, and some people will jump on board and say yeah I do but it offers the opportunity to cause more divide when really I think the emphasis should be on the fact that no matter what kind of horsemanship style you train, whether it's positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, if you're using clicker training, if you're using um, classical dressage principles or you're doing Western maneuvers, it doesn't matter who you are, what you're training for, you can still benefit and the horse will still benefit from knowing horse behavior from knowing what a horse looks like when they're scared, when they're feeling overwhelmed, knowing what a horse looks like before they're going to reach that threshold where they're going to blow up and go into full panic mode when they reach that fight or flight mode, which doesn't help learning at all and everyone can benefit, the horse included, from keeping the horse in that thinking frame of mind where they're able to process information rather than just react to it because that is where dangerous things happen when horses are reacting and not responding. When they go out of that thinking frame of mind and they go into that fight or flight frame of mind, that's what we need to be worried about and that applies to all types of horsemanship, all types of disciplines, no matter what you're doing, we can all benefit from keeping our horse in that thinking frame of mind, which means we're we're sensitive to that. We're sensitive to our horse's emotions. We're picking up on those cues from our horse. And the biggest ones for me, I find you can read a lot of horse behavior from a horse's face. You have to take in the whole horse for sure. But for me, I watch the eyes, especially to make sure that the eyes are blinking. If a horse is just staring and not blinking, for me, that's a huge red flag that I know the horse is starting to feel overwhelmed. It might be a precursor to the horse blowing up. Same thing with their ears. You can tell what a horse is paying attention to and if they're upset based on their ears, and a large amount of communication from watching their their nose or watching their muzzle and their nostrils. If they've got tight nostrils, that can mean that they're feeling stressed and they're holding on to a lot of tension. Sometimes their top lip almost puckers a little bit and can appear like it's larger than the bottom lip, and that's a horse holding tension. Versus a horse that's licking and chewing and soft in the mouth, then you know that they're generally going to be feeling softer in their body too, softer in their mind. So there are a lot of things that we can look at in the horse. There's lots of different body parts, and we could go on for a long time going over the different signs and communication signals that we get from them. And overall, the message of this podcast that I wanted to get across is that it doesn't matter what discipline you do, We should all be woke horsemen if that's the term that we're going to use is woke horsemanship for being sensitive to our horse's emotions then that can be applied across the board no matter if it's positive negative reinforcement whatever the style is because ultimately we all want to be safe we all want to keep our horses safe and that means paying attention to the horse and respecting those thresholds so i hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and were able to pick on something new Thanks for listening to Horse Happenings with myself, Lindsay Partridge. Remember, you can always check out more great free resources and other information at HarmonyHorsemanship.com or check me out on my personal website, LindsayPartridge.com. That's Lindsay with an E, or HarmonyHorsemanship.com. Thanks so much for listening and bye for now.